You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown, Las Vegas! We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back to Silver and Black today. Happy Wednesday, hump day. Are you getting over the hump? Let's hope the Raiders are getting over the hump and get on to the winning side of the column. We're past the past, the past, past the past, Mo. Is that good? That's terrible. That's what happens when you get to midweek. You're just kind of tired. But anyway, get past what happened and start to look forward. But, of course, we're here on a Wednesday, Mo. It is mailbag day for Raider Nation. They've sent us in questions. We didn't get to do a show last week, so we got a bunch. We can't get to all of them today. We're going to focus on a few because we got some longer ones some of you guys out there want to write novels to us, which shows trust, and we appreciate that. So we're going to go through those. Mo, are you ready to get into these and, and start answering some questions and listening to some comments? Definitely. All right. Here let's we go. go. All right. So let's jump in. The first one here that we have is um, from our good friend Gary Harkinreader. He's a longtime listener, listens to the show, watches us on YouTube as well. He says, all right, guys, just watch the podcast after yesterday's debacle, this was uh, we got this on Monday. Uh, not sure the Raiders can win any game, though the offensive line played better. I think Carr doesn't have confidence in it to hold up, so he rushes his progression. Uh, like you, I don't want to hear any more talk. It's put up or shut up time. The big money guys need to do more than just mail it in. That includes McDaniel's and Ziegler. It's like having a high performance car, but it's on blocks with the motor still needing to be tuned. <laughs> guess we can look forward to the number one pick in the draft. I don't know about that. Thanks for your time, Gary Harkin-Reader. Uh, we appreciate that. Gar- Gary talked about, Mo, the offensive line, and Carr not having confidence in it, so he's rushing his progressions. Did you see any of that in the film of Carr rushing through progressions and, and acting hastily? Uh, maybe here and there, but I think he is more of the opposite problem. I, in week one, like I saw Carr holding onto the ball too long, and because he's trying to make a play, and that's where you get, you know get the fumbles and the turnovers. On Sunday, what I saw was Carr had time, 
more than 2.5 seconds and he's just off like his ball placement his accuracy now i did say that he hit on he connected on 64 percent of his passes but they, he could have probably connected on 70 to 71 72 percent of his passes if he wasn't off but his accuracy is just a little off kilter there was a pass to darren waller over the middle of the game when he missed him there's a pass to uh Devontae as i believe was was off target so he just has to settle in. I don't know if it's because of the offensive system or what have you, but he has to settle in and, and get his accuracy dialed in. And, and and Gary's point about this being a car up on blocks in the front yard um, is, is, is apropos, I think, because that's what it is. I mean, people, I think for fans, it's so hard to understand. And we talked about it on yesterday's show. It's so hard to understand have like you've heard for years, we need a number one wide receiver. So you get rugs tragedy. Then you go out, you get Devontae Adams. Then you get Darren Waller signed a long-term contract. You got Hunter Renfro, which we'll talk about Hunter Renfro in a little bit. Hunter Renfro, uh, who's a great slot receiver, okay, uh, might have some problem with fumbles. Not just yesterday. We'll talk about it on Thursday maybe. Um, but you have all these weapons. Yes, the offensive line. You even have a good backup tight end in Foster Moreau. You have that loaded running back room with Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, these guys who are really exciting. People had such high expectations. And so you say, hey, man, I'm going to sit in this Ferrari and I'm going to drive this puppy. It's going to feel good. And then you you look around, you you snap out of it, and you realize you're driving a Pinto. I, I just think it's going to take some time. I tweeted this out on Monday that, you know, I had the Raiders starting off slow. I don't know if you guys remember our, our prediction show. I had the Raiders starting I off slow. I didn't have them. <laughs> I, I didn't have a start out 0-2, but I had him at a slow start. And I remember one of the comments said, oh, Mo had us at 5-5 five and five or 6-5. and five. Oh, wow. He's a hater. And, uh, you know, <laughs> doesn't seem so bad now. Now a lot of people saying, no, 10-7 sounds good, Mo. I like that. You know, yeah. just saying. They, they doubted Mostradamus. It's just that's you always lose when you doubt Mostradamus, unless you're playing him in fantasy football. But that's a different, story for a different day. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I, I think you're right there. I mean, it's 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 a situation where the expectations, and that's what I've always said. I've been very consistent in my career covering the Raiders and say, hey, look, you can have high expectations, but when it goes really well, don't get too high, and when it goes really bad, don't get too low. I think people are at that really low point now because the excitement, everything seemed to go right during the offseason, right, Mo? Everything seemed to line up perfectly boy, this GM is going out and doing things, signing the guys, giving people rewards for what they've done. Boy, they're coming in. You got all these great talent, these players. The draft picks look good in the preseason. Wait a minute. You have a third-round draft pick that can play football, unlike the previous regime? Every Everything seemed to go, and then all of a sudden, bam, it's a brick wall, and I think that's just hard for people to take. You ever grown up as a kid, you think – you ever have high expectations for Christmas? You think you're going to get all of these things for Christmas and, and you ever been disappointed where you're like, you wanted something specific and you didn't get it. That's kind of like, this is kind of like what I think Raiders (laughs) fans are going through right now. They expected a a three and oh, four and oh start because they got Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones, who I spoke about my column who's underperforming Uh, and you signed your core guys and all this stuff. As you said, everything seems to be going well. The preseason four and oh, first undefeated preseason for the Raiders in franchise history. You know, not a lot of noise about the roster in the offseason. Darren Waller doesn't hold out, gets his new contract. Everything seems fine. Should be going smooth, right? 0-2. So, as you said, when expectations are high and doesn't go right, 
Yeah. You asked for that. You asked for that Xbox and you got dirty underwear instead. Right. I mean, that's sort of, it's not even clean. It's it's, it's not even clean (laughs) underwear. It's like, it's like who wore these? Um, but, but I digress. So yeah, I get it. That's a good analogy though, Mo. It's true. You, you were, you wake up that morning. Oh, I'm running downstairs. Wait, where's the big box? There's no big box. Where's the big box? Oh crap. There's no box. Anyway, yeah. so we'll see if they turn around. But Gary, thank you so much uh, for the question. We appreciate you spending the time to do that and for supporting the show. By the way, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show. Whether you're listening to us on audio, you're watching us on YouTube, um, then just hit subscribe and notifications there and follow the show uh, as well. By the way, tomorrow we will get into the Tennessee Titans. We'll review any news updates on the roster for the Raiders, including injury updates. Is Trayvon Moore close to coming back? You know, what's going on? Uh, or I should say, is he on progress to come back? We'll find out more about that coming up. All right, on to the next question. It says, hey, guys, loving the content you put out for Raider Nation. Really appreciate it. This relates to the absolute shambles of a second half. I'm, I'm surprised we have questions on this. Um, versus the Cardinals. After an almost perfect first half, I fail to see how the coaches get it so wrong. Yes, the Cardinals probably made some adjustments. However, our play calling on both sides of the ball left me scratching my head and not for the first time. I really appreciate just how many coaches in the NFL, even veteran ones, may be competent play callers. However, my question is, why do they really lack simple situational awareness and game management skills when they get a head coaching spot? I don't understand why this seems to be such a big issue. We see it almost every week through totally baffling decisions. Our head coach may just be involved in one of the worst losses I can remember for our team, and I've witnessed plenty of those. We've never lost by 20 points before. Uh, and that says, keep up good the work, guys. Always look forward to your shows. And that is from our friend Craig Welsh over in Scotland again. Um, situational, you mentioned this on yesterday's show, right? Was sometimes coaches get inside their own head and they forget and they're scheming yep. all these brilliant plays. When all you got to do is run for two or three yards uh, for three downs in a row. Yep, that's called outthinking the room, Craig. And I think that's what happens to some coaches. I can't speak for Josh McDaniel's situation. Sometimes I think also... If you're a delegator, which means you give certain duties out to other coaches, sometimes you just get bad you know, advice from your assistants, and that's not good either. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I'm not on the sidelines, so I can't say what the issue with Josh McDaniels is, but I would assume he's making the play calls for the offense, and I think that he just didn't know what to do with the lead. I think he just got too mm-hmm. caught up in the passing attack, Derek Carr and all his weapons, that he for- not forgot about his run game, but just faded the run game. And said, we're going to go, we're going to put the ball in Derek Carr's hands in hopes that he moves the ball with Devonta Adams, Darren Wall, and Hunter Renfro. And it backfired instead of doing the simple thing and just running the football. Sometimes the simple answer is the right answer. And we do this in life sometimes. We Sometimes we, we have yeah. all of these bells and whistles. We want all of this stuff. We want all of this complexity. And sometimes you just have to, what's, what's the saying? Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Just keep it simple. Don't yeah. outthink the room. And I think like, hopefully Josh McDaniels learned that lesson. Yeah, it's like when my wife orders pizza and I get it and there's like a freaking garden on it. I just want cheese. <laughs> I just want cheese today. I, 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 can, I can eat me some Supreme pizza with veggies. I love the veggies, black olives, oh, yeah, yeah. mushroom, you name it. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's just good to keep it. Just give me a cheese pizza. That's all I want, right? And so in this case, I, I think you're right, Mo. It's like sometimes you just... You got to do it. And that's that's why I wanted that question asked so bad after the game on Sunday. Because why? 
maybe there, I would love to just hear the reasoning, not because I'm trying to criticize. I just want to know the, the, I'm sure these aren't stupid guys. There was a reason yeah. why they decided to pass on three straight downs from the shotgun when you're almost in field goal range. Like, why? There was something. Did they see something? They thought they could exploit and get a touchdown instead? I don't know. You can win the game with a field goal. So it's interesting. And I think, too, that, you know, fans are getting caught up in this historic collapse. And I get it, right, because it's so hard to take. At the same time, if you go out and win three games in a row, it doesn't matter unless you get to the playoffs and you miss it by a game or two. Um, but to me as well, this is why Raider fans, I'm going to bring this up real quick. Raider fans have such a yearning, and I call it a yearning, to be respected nationally. Because whenever a national reporter takes a slight at the Raiders or there's a snide comment on TV, you know, uh, um, we had um, Stephen A. Smith go nuts on the Raiders the other day uh, and talking about them being the most disappointing team in the NFL. The fans hate that. But that's what happens when things like this happen. And you don't change perception until you change perception and you do that by winning and not losing games where you're leading 20 to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it also, you know, it, when you've been beat up on for so long, cause yeah. let's be honest, the Raiders haven't been before 2016. They, you know, had such a long drought making the playoffs when you've been beat up on for so long, you're tired of people picking on you. It's kind of like being in school and that bully just keeps, you know, nudging you and nudging you and nudging you and you just flip out on them. Yeah. I just use scissors. Works for me. <laughs> um, by the way, you talk about beating up on, I, I had a couple Raider fans that blew my mind. I just got to mention this before we go to our break and then we'll get to the rest of the questions. I don't know if you saw it after the game, fans at Allegiant stadium were throwing trash at Cardinals players, which there's, there's no reason to ever do that. It's ridiculous. I don't care how much you love your team. I had a guy on Twitter, somebody who's listened to us for a while, might be a nice dude, arguing with me, though, that was them defending their team. And I'm like, defending them against what? A crappy play where you fumbled and gave up the game? I mean, what are you defending? The Cardinals won the game. Then he said, well, I didn't understand because of my color, and I didn't understand because I wasn't a Raiders fan, and that Raiders fans in Oakland used to do that stuff all the time. <laughs> I just The logic escaped me. Then Did, I did you see the report? Really quick, did you see the report yeah. that the – uh, big police are investigating a fan who hit Kyler Murray in the face after the game, I believe. Too. Yes, and I saw it, and they have a clear snapshot video picture of the guy. Yep. And I hope he gets pro What kind of idiot, what kind of coward throws a slap? It wasn't even a punch. A slap in the face to an NFL player on the field and runs. Like, what? You, you're not even a, I mean, you're not even a man. You're going to do that, first of all. And second of all, it's illegal. It's called battery. You're going to go to jail. I could be for a day, but you're going to go to jail. And it's just so stupid. This is where there's no excuse for throwing crap on the field if you're a Raider fan. There's no excuse for hitting Kyler Murray in the face. But I had a guy defending it saying that's who we are. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And I know it's not who Raider Nation is because I meet so many of you and none of you are that way. But just crazy times, but I think everybody's got to take a deep breath and we'll get past this one uh, and the Raiders will do better. I, I do believe they will do better. When they win, I'm not sure, but they will do better. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish up this mailbag show. You're listening to Silver and Black today. He is Mo. I am Scott. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. 
It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, Raider Nation. Yes, it's happy. Don't remember, don't think about last Sunday. There's another Sunday coming up. It's this Sunday, Raiders, Titans. We will talk about that tomorrow on our Thursday edition of Silver and Black Today with Moan Scott. So don't go anywhere. Make sure you subscribe. Yes, hit that subscription button. You know you want it. Hit it. If you're on YouTube, hit that plus the notification button. It's the glorious pair on YouTube so that you can watch us on YouTube whenever we have a new video. So thank you for doing that. We are taking your questions. It is a Raider Mailbag Wednesday and uh, some great ones so far. The despair is there, but don't let it get to you. Uh, but we do have a question. Mo, we're going to start off here, and it gets into a player and on the offensive line, nonetheless. And it's kind of positive. Mm. It's good. I like that. We're going in a different direction here, which is nice. Uh, it says, okay, here's the question. It says, if Parham does well at center, now this came in right before the game this past week, which he did do well, is there a scenario, Mo, where he stays at that spot and James lands at guard? Would that give them a best five scenario? Side question, what percentage do you put on the Raiders finally getting a right tackle? And that was for you, Mo, specifically. He, he wants to ignore me and just ask you questions. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he says, love both of your work. Thanks. And it's signed Derek Carr's hair. I don't oh, know I know who name. that is. You know Derek that is? Carr's hair. Yes, you know I know. Okay. Shout out to Derek Carr's hair on Twitter. He's a great follow. He supports. <laughs> he's, he's a great follow. I appreciate it. Okay, good. So that's his question. Does Parham, we saw him play center. He played really well. Does he supplant Andre James at center? And would James move to guard? That's a good question. I'll answer the first question right away. I'd say yes. I thought about that actually before the game, that if Andre James's concussion symptoms linger, I could see Parham just staying at center and the Raiders just moving on. Because remember, he was their first draft pick in the third round. They obviously have high expectations for him. So if Andre James is out for any length of period of time, 
I could see that ha- that changing of the guard at the center position happening. I also wrote this in a sports night article not too long ago that the Raiders can release Andre James and save about five million next offseason. So they may even just move off him, save the money, and start Parham this this year to get the to get the ball rolling. But to answer his, the second part of his question, I don't see James moving to guard, but he did play tackle at UCLA. Mm. Not saying that he'll be a right tackle because I really think the Raiders believe in Thayer Mumford. I think they want Thayer Mumford to be the guy because if they didn't, they wouldn't be mixing him in with Jermaine Illuminar. But I think they want Mumford to be the guy at right tackle. If James loses his by the center, I think he just becomes a backup. A rotational guy to yes. put in. Yes. Yeah. So no guard because you're right. He did play tackle at UCLA. He's not played mm-hmm. guard that I, I can remember even no, in college. Yeah. Went from, yeah. Went from tackle to center. So I think he'll be, you know, a guy who can play three positions on the line, basically outside or at the pivot. And you know what? It, sometimes w- stuff like that just happens, right? I mean, listen, Dylan Parham played really, really well. He had the one penalty and that was kind of it. There was no exchange issues. There was no mm-hmm. snap issues at all with the timing. Uh, and so to me, that was incredibly encouraging. And the fact that he can play <laughs> on the guard side, too, is remarkable. But you really want a guy, to your point, these guys drafted him. So the, the, he's their player, yep. and mm-hmm. they're invested in him. And so it'll be interesting to see how he does again if, if James doesn't make it back, which so far we haven't heard, and we probably won't hear until tomorrow. Um, but uh, the good question from Derek Carr's hair. which Carr's I assume hair. He t- he took this like last year when Carr had that 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 uh, mullet going. Yes, once Carr got really creative with his hair, that that uh that Twitter name popped up. I thought it was pretty pretty good and creative. Well, Derek Carr's hair. If you don't mind me knowing your identity, please send me your info so we can send you your show sticker. Uh, and maybe you mm-hmm. win the T-shirt tonight too. And I can't send it to Derek Carr's hair because that's a pseudonym. So please send us your information <laughs> so we can send you your sticker plus your shirt if you win the shirt. So. Uh, we'll do that as well. So g- another good question there on our Raider Nation mailbag as well. Uh, all right. Next one comes from our good friend Chad Mixon, who's been on the show a couple times with his question. This one is a really long one, so I'm going to skip around, Chad. I hope you're okay with that. I'm going to try to capture everything you said here. Uh, but but Chad was definitely, um, I think, channeling um, John Steinbeck when he wrote the question. So um, here we go. It says, <laughs> as I was watching the Charger game, I noticed something. I started to pay closer attention to it and saw that, for the most part, none of the Chargers receivers were running free in the secondary. It seemed to me that any lapses in coverage were people being a half step or a second behind, most likely due to a new scheme or a lack of confidence. Granted, I only watched the broadcast, not the All-22. Generally speaking, the players are where they were supposed to be. Uh, is it me or, as a fan, despite them losing, is this a good sign? I'm going to do break this up into two questions. Um, during the game. What have you seen, Mo, watching uh, both games now of that uh, defensive backfield? I I gave you the stat. uh, The Raiders against the pass are uh, 14th overall, and um, they are – I don't have pass. Oh, fifth. Yeah, fifth against the run. So when you look at that pass defense, what are you seeing so far? What's encouraging – outside of, of course, Nate Hobbs, which is amazing, and even mm-hmm. the emergence of Amik Robertson now filling in in that role. Well, kudos to Jason Simmons, who I think is the DB coach for the Raiders and, and their defensive coaching staff, because I, I wasn't sold on Rocky Asin, but he's played well in the yes. two games. He's played very, very well. Now, I know he was guarding an 85-year-old A.J. Green, but that same A.J. Green caught a big pass in Sunday's game, so let's not you know totally discount him. So 
like Chad, I like what I'm seeing in the defensive backfield. That was one of my concerns coming into the season that they didn't have enough depth there. Now let's just hope the rest of the guys stay healthy across America's on the way back from a hip injury. But between Rocky Sin and Nate Hobbs, even Jonathan Abram, I like how I like the way he's playing this year. They have him close to the line of scrimmage. Sometimes they have him in the slot. Uh he played free safety a little bit, but he's able to he had a pretty good pass breakup in Sunday's game against the Cardinals as well. So I'm seeing a lot of positive out of defensive backfield, the secondary. So I, I like where that's going. We'll see how how that how that goes against teams like the Chiefs, who are going to challenge because they have a lot of weapons. I know the Chargers have some outside weapons on the perimeter, but remember Keenan Allen left that game, I believe, early. Uh, but no slight to the rest of the guys on that field. But Mike Williams' last two games has been shut down by the Raiders, so I'm just yeah. going to say that. But um, just to answer Chad's question, I like where it's headed for their for their secondary, and I now have high hopes for them instead of being more concerned than I was before week one. Yeah. To me, I've seen errors, but the errors tend to be uh, mental and just little breakdowns, but you can see they're correctable. They're they're not far away. And I think that's what Chad was getting at too, is you see some breakdowns, but you see even the player on the field, catch it, you know, gives up a reception where he's given a little too much uh, cushion or he take the wrong angle. You see him recognize it. And that's always a good sign under Gruden. Sometimes you would see the same thing over and over and over again so it, mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see that. Um, he also says, here's the other Chad's other point here in this question, which was, I hate seeing the Raiders lose. I hate it when it's a rival, um, including the Chargers. However, sometimes a loss might be the best thing for a team going forward. If this team was reading too much of its own press clippings or buying into any of the hype, a loss could have shut that down. The lessons see how close we are. Let's work harder to get there. Some players like Devontae Adams don't need the lesson. Some players do. I think, Chad, what you're getting at here, and I'm summarizing a little bit because, again, it was a long uh, question, and we appreciate the email. Don't, I'm not making fun of you. Um, is <laughs> leadership on this team, Mo, when we see these two losses, yes, there's young guys. They need to learn. We talked about the defensive backfield right just now with a bunch of young guys back there. On offense, not so much. You have, yeah, on the offensive line, a couple guys. You talked about Dylan Parham who's played well. But overall, this is a veteran team, especially on the offense. Um, is there really lessons to be learned from losing right now other than, you know, getting better and watching film? But I think this is a lesson in who's going to step up and be a leader. There are lessons to be learned, I think, because I think even though you have leaders in locker room, you still going to have a group of players who do read the press, press clippings and think, oh, we got this. We got this. So now mm-hmm. you're owing too. So as I wrote in my Sports Night article on Tuesday, they're facing some early season adversity. And I think, not that you want to be 0-2 to start the season, but now you get to test the mental, I don't want to say mental fortitude, but the the mentality of your players. Do they have the resolve to bounce back off of a hard, resolve off of is a rough start? One, yeah. some resol- exactly, some resolve. Now you're going to get to see that in real time. I think Mike McDaniel had a good sound by earlier. And before the Dolphins came back against the Baltimore Ravens, he said that he wanted his team to face some adversity after they handily beat the Patriots. He said he wanted to see his team face some adversity, not that he wanted them to fall behind by 21 points because he said they took it a little too seriously. But I think there is some good in facing an early hole that you get to see what your players are made of very early in the season because as it gets late and if you're in the playoff race, that pressure is only going to ramp up a lot. There it is. Mo, half glass half full, Moten. I love it. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm going to read a little bit more of Chad's email here too because I think it's funny. Um, Chad, by the way, he said he, he's usually only listens to us. Uh, he doesn't watch YouTube, but he said, 
I usually only listen, but I had to see Mo eat the ice cream. <laughs> if you missed the show with Mo eating the mint chocolate oh ice cream because he lost to me in fantasy football, you missed it. Great content, and it makes you both more personable. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, then this is the great one. You'll like this. He says, hey, uh, keep up the good work. Maybe that Kelly guy can get some better equipment and a better connection, though. I wanted to hear what he had to say, but I had to skip most of it. <laughs> If Kelly wins our fantasy football league, we'll we'll get him a, a, camera, a camera and a, a nice little setup so that he he's uh yeah. better viewed on YouTube and everything. Oh, we'll work on that. Right. That's Chad Mixon. <laughs> uh, thanks, Chad. We appreciate it. Okay, we got time for one more question, and this one has to do with you eating uh, ice cream. It says uh, this is from Larry in Denton, Texas. He said. I almost spit out my my pistachio ice cream watching Mo eat <laughs> his mint chocolate ice cream. What I'd love to see is Mo having to eat cheesecake, a cheesecake pizza with pineapple. Wow, he just like put me in like a doomsday situation right there. Yes. He just like hit the trifecta. Yes. He also said it would be great for you guys to do a show Every week, maybe during the off season, where you have Mo eat weird stuff and get his reaction. <laughs> so basically, people just want to see me eat stuff and be grossed out by it. Yes. I, I guess that's that's the running theme between Chad and, and uh, this emailer here. Yes, so, uh, so I, I think we're on to something. I think I think we got to get like you know, if you've seen it in China, they have those skewers with the scorpions on it, and yeah, no, but you got this, look, this be, you're in New York City. You got lots of great. What international flair and food, all kinds of food. You go down into Chinatown or Little Korea or any of those places, you're going to get all kinds of great stuff. Great. Absolutely. But it feels like people want to put me on an episode of Fear Factor here. Like pretty <laughs> soon I'm going to be eating, thinking. I'm going to be eating chocolate covered tarantulas and, and bugs and all sorts of things. What's going to happen is you, the people are going to come on one day and Mo's going to say, I have to announce I'm leaving silver and black today. And you can follow me on my new show, Meals with Mo. <laughs> Meals with Mo. <laughs> I mean, if I continue to get the support, that would be great, you know? I mean, hey, I'll, listen, we are on a big network. We're on the Odyssey Original Podcast Network along with 31 other NFL podcasts. They're exclusive to Odyssey. Um, if you're a sponsor and you want Mo to eat stuff, call our salespeople, and we can do it right on the show. We'll, we'll deliver You deliver stuff right to Mo's place in New York. And he'll eat it, whatever it is. It could be Rocky Mountain oysters. You know what those are? Yeah. No. Okay. No idea. <laughs> okay. Okay. You'll look it up <laughs> after the show. I definitely. <laughs> Maybe that's the bet on the next game. Oh boy. Let's just say that uh, it has to do with reproductive organs of a bull. Um, uh, so. <laughs> uh, here we go. See, this is this is what we start with from. We're from mint chip ice cream to eating bull <laughs> testicles and genitals and things of that nature. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but anyway, Meals with Mo is coming to a channel near you in the fall, next fall. I take production time. Uh, but anyway, that's a funny, uh, funny statement there. Question from Larry. Cheesecake pizza. Ooh, that sounds nasty to me. I, I, but Meals with Mo will be soon. Yeah, we'll have to do that. You have to, we'll have to go buy that URL now, Mo. Yeah, we have to secure that domain name before someone steals it. But I, lo I love that people enjoy the banter we have here because we do. Well, of course, we talk 98% about Raiders football, 1% uh, about fantasy football, and the other 1% is just fun because 
we want to have fun doing the show and and kind of bring to life the personalities here. So uh, I'm glad people have liked it because I've had people tell me, stop talking about ice cream. Stop talking about pizza. The curmudgeons that listen to the show. But like Chad said, it makes us it makes us more human. Like we're not up here. We're not just football talking robots. Like Scott has a whole entire family over there. I have things going on in my life. So we're we're people just like you. We just we just enjoy football and we enjoy the Raiders. Are you saying I'm not a robot? <laughs> Gosh, Scott. Okay. Did I, did I sound like a robot for a second? <clears throat> Sorry. He definitely did. Definitely hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's too funny. Um or well, yeah. Anyway. We appreciate you guys being with us. It's another edition of the Mailbag Show. Mo, uh, we'll do it again next week. But tomorrow, we dive into week three in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about the Raiders versus the Titans in Nashville. We'll also talk a little bit about fantasy football and get you up to date on the latest Raiders news. Don't forget, you got to read Mo. He's a national NFL writer, covers the entire league for Bleacher Report. So go read his stuff on Bleacher Report. The best thing to do is just follow him on Twitter. He'll tell you when he writes something at Mo Moten, at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. And you read it, he'll interact with you. Yes, he has that kind of time. He really doesn't, but he does it anyway because he appreciates you. So do that. He's also the Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. Do me a favor. Today dropped my stocks up, stocks down. Raiders piece on sport not, Sports Not, so you can go read that today right now after you listen to this. Hopefully you already have, but I appreciate that. You can follow me on Twitter at LV Gully and also the show, SNB Today. Mo, we got to pick a winner on the T-shirt today. Uh, who's going to get the lucky T-shirt? I want to I wanna give it to Derek Carr's hair, but he's going to have to send us his address. I don't know if you, I, if you agree. I, I do too, because I actually thought about I was actually going to tweet about Dylan Parham taking over for Andre James. And because I felt like that was a real possibility. Not that the Rays are trying to boot Andre James, but it's kind of like a situation what happened with not actually not, not with the San Francisco 49ers, but Trey Lance got hurt, right? Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, and a lot of players now are saying that the 49ers are a better team with Jimmy Garoppolo now. Now, they didn't want to get rid of Trey Lance, but it just so happens that you know, they had Jimmy Garoppolo there and he's a better quarterback right now. Now mm-hmm. it's different for the Raiders because we talk about a young guy over an older veteran. But as you said, the Raiders drafted Dylan Parham. They eventually want Dylan Parham to start. And Andre James was paid by the previous regime. And as I said, they can get rid of him or cut him and save five million. So I think it's just a matter of circumstance where conveniently he gets concussed. Maybe he cannot, not conveniently gets concussed, but he gets con- concussed. <laughs> and somehow, some way, he doesn't get his starting position back because Dylan Parham is now starting there. I think it's just a matter of time before you see the changeover. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you. Derek Carr's hair. Send us a note so we can send you your T-shirt and your sticker. The rest of you will get your sticker out. Um, we are. It's going to take us about three or four weeks to get all that stuff out. So if you won in previous weeks, hang in there. You will get your stuff, I promise. Uh, but thank you guys all for the questions. We had more questions. We will get to them in the next session uh, as well. So keep them coming in. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's all spelled out, silverandblacktoday.com. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com. And we will get your questions on the air. We appreciate it. But until tomorrow, it is adieu. Shout out to Chad, too. Chad is uh, Chad's a pretty consistent emailer. And I pre- just wanted to say yes. I appreciate Chad and, and his support and him supporting the ice cream eating that, that I did. 
<laughs> Even though it's very painful. He doesn't usually disgusting. watch on YouTube, but he had to see it. But he had, he had to, to see it. it. So uh, shout out to Chad for that. For yes. Tuning in. It, it, it's a vibe. We, we, and and I, I may or may not be making a GIF out of the face that you made when you ate it. So we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, anyway, guys, we will be back tomorrow with an all new show. Talking Raiders, Talking Titans. For Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbrands, and this has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original cop podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks.